This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You have Tom Jones on one day to talk about, I don't know, the Rays and what happens the next night. Everything bad. I don't want to blame it all on Tommy because he's going to join us here in a minute to talk more sports. Maybe we'll cut into the Bucks a little bit. But, uh, man, what a night for the Rays. Okay, so you're playing the 20-win Kansas City Royals, the second-worst team in baseball. You're playing them at home where you have far and away the best record in baseball, and you do overall, but especially at the top. So what happens? Well, we'll, we'll get into this in a second, but you bench – your all-star shortstop, or soon-to-be all-star shortstop, Wander Franco, um, against the last-place Royals. Didn't do it the previous series against the Orioles, but he's going to be out two games because he's having trouble with teammates and handling certain situations and uh, nothing specific, but you just think you need to sit him down for a couple games until he can learn to uh, handle the pressure a little bit better. Then you go out there with Shane McClanahan, your ace, and right away you kind of notice, yeah, the velo's down, not just on the fastball by about two miles an hour, but every pitch. And he's struggling, and he's you know blows a two to nothing lead, and you take him out against his wishes with the trainer in tow. Not a good sign. This is a guy that's likely or would have been likely to start his second straight All Star game for the American League. That's not enough. Then you have Yandy Diaz fall down running the bases between second and third and getting tagged out. Um, and then you get a two-run two, two run lead in the eighth, and you bring in Jason Adam, who's kind of been your most consistent guy in the bullpen. He blows a two-run lead. Uh, then you go to the ninth, and they get a guy on first, and then he steals you blind, steals second and third, and they score the winning run on a nubber to first base when Yandy Diaz tries to hit Pete Fairbanks and throws it way behind him. I don't know if he didn't have a chance to just tag the runner who slid into first or um, certainly it was a tough play, but, you know, no chance for Fairbanks because it was thrown way behind him. But other than that, it was it was a great night for the Rays. Holy cow. Um, too much here to really dissect in a few minutes, but we're going to do it, or I'm going to do it before we get to Tom Jones. So let's start with the big news, which is, well, there's, there's now several headlines, obviously, but we'll start with Wander Franco. This sort of has been brewing for a while. I mean, remember, I don't know, even going back as far as last year, there was something that went on with between him and Randy Rosarena. Who knows if that was on the field, off the field, in the parking lot, whatever that was before the postseason. And, you know, when when they mention that he's not being a good teammate, I, that takes on a lot of connotations. I mean, that's pretty broad based. They didn't, you know, Kevin Cash before the game simply said that he was going to sit down Wander Franco for a couple of games, um, the next two games. And of course, like I said, they waited until the Oral series was over because there was nothing specific that did it. Um, you know, we've seen him at times get frustrated, um, 
I think he struck out three times the other night. I guess there's been some, you know, hurling of equipment or whatever, frustrations boiling over maybe in the dugout. We've seen him not necessarily busted after, you know, balls hitting the, in the outfield or, or maybe run hard to first, that sort of thing. I mean, that has happened from time to time. But I guess it's just been building. And Kevin Cash said he's seen enough, you know. I mean, the kid, he's not a kid. He's a grown man. He's 22 years old, though, which is young, particularly in the major leagues, to be growing up with that much notoriety and, you know, having signed a you know pretty big contract and uh, on the verge of being an all-star, I think. And you know what? It's it's a product of his age and maybe his competitiveness. And you've got to learn how to channel the good and the bad, right? I mean, this is a guy that's always had success wherever he's been. And, you know, he's gone through some stretches where, you know, he might go 11, 12 at bats without a hit. Um, that means he's not hitting the ball hard at times, but um can be very frustrating for him and he kind of wears it a little bit on his sleeve i still think you know on the field at least he's mature beyond his years but he's, you know he's also been criticized for the ball flip and and all of that and we've talked about it um i just think the game comes easier to him than it does for most people in fact i know it does um but it's you know this is kevin this is what makes kevin cash the two-time manager of the year he's a great manager of people He's not going to let any one player put himself ahead of the team. If something Wander has done or is doing is affecting other guys, then he's got to call him out. And it's going to be a painful lesson. And uh, I guess presumably he won't play, you know, tonight against the Royals either. But um, that's going to be one to watch, you know, like, and I don't, I don't know, like there's a number of superstars on this team, starting with Randy Rosarena, who's having an all-star season himself. So you wonder if, you know, just the natural competitiveness if guys are sort of pushing each other or competing with against each other. Um, can you have big personalities like that that can exist? Now, Wander's pretty understated. He's got, like I said, he's got flair, you know, coming out. His talent is just, you know, unworldly. So, but both those guys, you know, have to learn how to coexist. And I don't know that it's limited to, to Rosa Reina. That's just something that, was brought up a year ago, may not even have anything to do with it this year, but we've seen him get frustrated. And I think it's just learning how to cope with the inevitable stretches where things aren't going to go your way, you know, whether that's in the field or at the plate. And, you know, Wander is uh, going to be thinking about that for a couple, a couple uh, games here and we'll see how he responds to it. They certainly could have used his bat. Uh, I thought Taylor Walls did a great job at shortstop as he always does. So defensively, I don't think they were any worse for wear. But, you know, the Rays needed to – you've got to beat a team like the Royals, especially in your place when you've been dominating pretty much everybody all year long. And then what might be a bigger story before it's all said and done, and that's Shane McClanahan. I mean, this guy, you look up the word ace in every sense of the word definition on this baseball team, this dude takes it every five days, it's on the mound, and dominates right? Um, leading Major League Baseball in, in so many categories, wins and ERA and all this stuff. And, you know, he just, we've seen him be off before with command sometimes. Um, you know, he gave up some runs early, got hit hard kind of early, but really almost from the beginning, you could see that something just didn't look quite right. He wasn't, 
throwing that ninety mid nineties upper nineties fastball. Um, frankly, it was at, it looked like it was down to around ninety three, but it wasn't just the fastball. His other pitches were off by two miles an hour or so, and so that's that's just the general sort of you wonder. Hey, have we got arm fatigue out here. We got mechanical thing. Like what? What's going on? Of course, McClanahan is argumentative, and he never wants to come out of any game, no matter what inning it is, much less you know be taken out for what the Rays were worried about, which was a perceived you know uh, injury of some kind, and they didn't want to they didn't want to push him any further, so they went out there with the trainer, and and that's you know that's how they handled it. Now. There'll be more information, I'm sure, as as we go along. Hopefully it's not anything that concerning. But when you're talking about pitching and starting pitching, they've already lost two for the season. Uh, and there's there's no bigger arm down there, you know, than Shane McClanahan. So, you know, I I think I, I don't have any data to back this up, but but boy, do the Rays seem to have more than their share, or certainly their share of of guys who who develop some arm troubles it's it's been you know pretty much that way for for the last I, th- I think year or two um and it seems like the better the prospect those are the guys you lose whether it's tyler glass now or others um so they're going to need tyler to step up and, and everybody else for that matter but yeah just just what a, what a busy day of stuff going on you know and, and to lose a game sort of the way they did they kind of played a loose game it was almost as if you know, you got to remember that even this this Royals team is coming in there with 20 wins. Every guy in that dugout is a Major League Baseball player. All of them have pride. <clears throat> All of them belong here. They didn't get here by accident, and they may have a young team, or they may not be as talented right now, you know, as as other teams. But you can't take them lightly, man. You know, you, when you get on top of them, you gotta you gotta bury teams like that. And um, they kept fighting, and they they fought their way to a win. And, you know, so now the Rays got to pick it up and, and, and find a way to get it going again. But, boy, no sooner no sooner had Tom come on that, uh, that you know, the Rays play arguably their, their toughest loss, I think, at home. Um, maybe not against a contending opponent, but um, certainly a game that they probably could have and should have won. And with bigger concerns, right, um, Franco – being benched, McClanahan being being taken out. I mean, those are all big things. And then I guess Yandy's okay, although he remained on the ground for what seemed like a minute or two when he when he did fall down between second and third. And of course, he's had an injury before, um, so that that was tough. There's a lot of close plays in this game too. Reviews didn't go their way, and all of that. So we'll see if they can bounce back. But uh, hey, <laughs> we'll just. Maybe we'll talk about another team instead of the Rays with Tom Jones. But first, I want to remind you guys how to save money on your electric bill. It's May Electric Solar. They're a family-owned business. They've been operating and installing solar electric systems in the area for 13 years now. There's a lot of these companies out there. May Electric Solar is different because they're committed to you for the long term. They guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty. Plus, with every installation, you get 700 and $50 worth of surge protection. That's for all your appliances. That's what they're calling the May difference. If you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all their products and conduct on-site testing. You can see exactly what they're going to install, and they'll customize it to your needs. Plus, they don't use subcontractors, so you know who is doing the job up there. It's Billy May's guys. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar 
at 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate. Lower your electric bill all year long. Preserve the quality of your life and your appliances through every storm season. That's May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862 or visit mayelectricsolar.com. All right, two days in a row, back to back and better than ever, Tom Jones. We're the three best friends that anyone's <laughs> Anyone, ever had. That's right. There you go. That's it, man. We need a trip to Las Vegas. You're coming with. We, you and I went to Vegas once for about an hour. <laughs> I think we were <laughs> we flying. We were flying, uh, me, you, and Greg Allman. We were on our way to whatever, <laughs> Arizona or San Diego. I think Diego. it was, Arizona, I think it was yeah. San Diego, Arizona. One of those. Yeah, one of them. And we stopped off at the airport, and there was uh, – and I was stunned. Like, there was um, – Gambling you, could bet, you could gamble in the airport. Oh, yeah. I didn't, but um, oh, I did. But now you get to go. Now, now Vegas is. It's a thing. Yeah, it's in well, the, I've been there. The I was NFL. there the first year they opened the NFL stadium in Vegas. Absolutely gorgeous. No fans. That <laughs> was really it was Tom Brady's first year. Yeah, isn't it amazing? Them. I mean, they were just a few. Now they win the Stanley Cup, which is incredible. And, that is and really annoyed me, by the way. I was like, really did it? Annoyed. Why? Yeah, Sixth year of their existence? Yeah, sixth and... year, and they've been good every year. It's like, where's it? Yeah. aren't you supposed to stink for a while before a little bit. Yeah. you get good? And now they're getting. And I also don't like this, the way the whole A's thing's going down. I I hate that the, there will not be yeah. an Oakland A's, don't you? I do, but I, I don't know. I don't know what you're supposed to do as an ownership. And look, the Rays may be looking, maybe next. I mean, quite frankly. You're hoping that there's some things that are happening with the development and whatnot. But at the end of the day, how long are they supposed to wait? Yeah. Till the building falls down on them? I mean, I don't know. I'm not in the Oakland's politics, but but it is a shame that they're moving, I think, because, I mean, I was out there, my sister was out there for 10 years, and it was, you know, A's Giants, and it was just great being able to have two teams, you know, like one in the American League, one in the National League, the same Bay Area, and the great storied history and all of that. But my goodness, what can they do? What am I? So in Oakland they have a great barbecue place. Oddly enough, in the really? stadium, yeah, in the stadium oh, okay. they have, there's a there's a food uh, concession stand that has yeah. incredible okay. barbecue. Right. So this was this would have been around 2003. So we're going back a ways, and it was late in the season. I want to say like August, and the Rays were playing out there, and I'm on the road trip. I'm covering the Rays and the A's, and Lou Pinella is the manager, and he wanted some of that barbecue. <laughs> and so me and a guy by the name of Scott Carter, who yeah. you know Scott, the trip, worked at yeah. the Tampa Tribune. Now he works at uh, FloridaGator.com. Yep. And we were Scott was covering for the Tribune. And we were talking to Lou, and Lou was eating this um, barbecue, just devouring it. And I couldn't yeah. wait. I was like, I want to go get some before the game starts. <laughs> right. And usually you're in the manager's office. Like, it's, you know, wow. You know, this is yeah. a Sunday. So it's a Sunday morning. Uh, so there was no BP and the clubhouse was open. It was a weird time. And all of a sudden, like, so like the game's like a 1 p.m. start in Oakland, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like 1240, 1245. We're still at, Lou's not dressed. <laughs> you're still we're waiting still on him? No, we're, we're in the office with him. He's eating the barbecue like in his underwear <laughs> okay. and a T-shirt. Hey, man, you know what and time it is, Skip? Hey, and somebody comes in and is like, hey, Lou, the game starts in like 10 minutes. He's like, yeah, I know. I got the lineup in. And he was like, and like at this point, the Rays are like 400 games yeah, out of first place. Right. So right. it doesn't even matter, you know. But uh, And Ask I also think. coach. Yeah. And there was also, I don't, it may not have been the same trip, and I want to say it is, but it probably was not. Probably mixing stories here. But B.J. Upton, it was, it was one of his first games. So this, this might have been a year or two later. 
and he um, he got ejected from a game. Oh wow! <laughs> Which as a rookie, like he had been in the league that wrong, yeah. and he mopped off to a home plate umpire. So he was really upset. And he comes off the field, and then after the game, we go in and talk to Lou. And so someone said, Lou, what did you think about B? And usually he sticks up for his players. You know, he goes, mm. what did you think about BJ getting ejected? He's like, yeah, he's been in the league about, what, three weeks? He can't be talking <laughs> on bars like that. He, he needs to learn. He can't do that. Which I just thought, that's great. That's classic, Lou. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not, the kid was wrong. He shouldn't right, do something. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> Lou, uh, he's Lou, the Lou. best, man. Devil Rays baseball. My God. My God. Great story. <laughs> All right, let me get your thoughts on uh, Los Buccaneers, the team that they're, they're going to play. They're going to suit up this year. Yeah, they're going ahead with it. Yeah, yeah, they are. I mean, it's you know, it's post Brady, post apocalypse, whatever. <laughs> um, Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask? Go. This isn't even close, is it? It's not I, even close. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I, and I actually think, I think Baker Mayfield's going to be. Not horrible, and I, that's, that sounds that's like an a endorsement. really yeah. backhanded comment. I think he's going to be okay. I think he's going to be competent. I don't think they're going to win eight games or nine games. I don't think they're going to threaten for a playoff spot. But yeah. I also don't think they're going to win like two games. I think he's competent enough to get mm-hmm. him through. Look, I haven't seen Kyle Trask since he played college. Has anybody in a game, no. in a real game, no. nope. in a in a meaningful series? Nope. So. I you know it's easy to sit here and, and remember the things he did at Florida and say wait a minute that guy's going to now be an NFL quarterback, so may eventually guys are going to get chances to play and and maybe they make the most of it. I don't know maybe he will play before this year's out. Maybe he is the future quarterback. My guess is just a gut feeling based on nothing is I don't think so, but I mean I I actually think Baker Mayfield will be decent enough provided you know that. Mike Evans stays healthy and Chris Godwin's healthy and the, well, offensive, that's, that's the, the offensive line's reasonably – it you can't know. be worse than last year, the offensive line, can it? Uh, no. They were, well, no, I don't think so. Although, you know, the surprising thing is Tom Brady was sacked 22 times, but that was because Tom Brady got rid of the ball in 2.1 seconds. It's amazing um, you got sacked that many times. That was, that's the fewest in the league. Yeah. I mean, and, and again, with that offensive line. Now they were last in rushing, rushing attempts and, and average and all of that. Um, not surprisingly, but uh, will it be better? I mean, a lot. It's a new offense. Dave Canales has come in from Seattle. They're going to run the ball more. It's a zone running scheme. You're putting a lot on Rashad White, who I, I, you know, he had one 100 yard game last year. I, I'm, do I think Rashad White is, you know, um, one of the top backs in the league? I, I haven't seen it yet. I mean, maybe he is. So he's going to get his chance. The, the thing about Mayfield and Trask and. and you know this, Tom. Like and I've been on the other side of the fence with with Canales and those guys. I know what they're doing. There's a certain etiquette in football. You probably face this in hockey and other sports that you've covered too. And that is, no one is just given the job, right? I comes in, just give him the job, right? This is Mayfield's fourth team in a calendar year since last July, right? Um, and Kyle Trask has been here, and he, he's paid his dues, Tommy. He paid his dues. He went out there every day. He only got a helmet twice in two years. Played in one game, has only thrown nine passes, but he's he's a dang good soldier, and he's been out there every day and working hard, and he deserves to compete because it's about competing. But do you really believe that if you split reps, that on September 10th, regardless of which quarterback you choose, that guy's better prepared because he missed half the reps? Yeah, no. You know no. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's something about, but I know, 
But does this happen in other sports where they go, no, we're no, you got to earn it. We're not going to just give it to you, like even though you know who's really going to get the job. Yeah, and that's that's where I think you know I, I remember covering John Tortorella, and you know Tortorella have a reputation of being really hard on guys, and you know, and here's the thing. John Tortorella went into a season knowing who are my who here's who my superstars are, and believe it or not, he did treat guys differently. Vinny LeCavier didn't get treated the same as a fourth line guy. You know, he did have a that when the when a time mattered, yeah, I'm going to put my best players out there. The guys who I think are going to help us win games are going to get the most playing time, even if it meant. The occasionally that they didn't play well in a game. He might right. sit a guy here and there. It could happen. But for the most part, he realized, like, this who is who I'm going to win with. Yeah. Hey, Rick, let me ask you this question about the book. Because I look at the NFL or any t- any sport, and I think there are three types of teams. There are teams that truly believe they can contend for a championship. Yeah. There are teams that are clearly rebuilding. Mm-hmm. And then you have teams in the middle who That's, don't always admit what they're what yep. they are. You right. Know? The Bucks are I, I they're not contenders, and I don't know that they're willing to admit that they're starting over. They think they're in the middle. Who do they think they are? You know what I'm saying? You know what? They're threading the needle, and it's the hardest thing to do in sports. And I think it's it's a a, a Super Bowl team that got old, and and in in the NFL with the salary cap, you have to get rid of veteran players. So you have to get younger because younger means cheaper. But it doesn't necessarily mean better. In some cases it might, but it doesn't necessarily mean that. The biggest piece is obviously the quarterback. I think in the NFL there's there's teams that have them, right? We all know who they are, Cincinnati, Buffalo, Kansas City, right? right. Um, less Fewer in the NFC now because Aaron Rodgers is with the Jets. And and then, then there's teams that are looking for them, right? Maybe a couple that have drafted them like Carolina um, and Bryce Young. But but it's really it's it it there's the haves and haves nots, and I do believe they're trying to sell a little bit of hope here. Now I don't think it's totally out of whack because this division was won with eight games last year. I don't know how much better Carolina is really with a rookie quarterback at least starting out. That guy might be the rookie of the year. But are they better than the Bucks right now? I don't know. But there's still enough pieces left on this team that you don't just go well. We don't have a chance, right? By the same token. Do you really have a chance? You know, it, should you just pull the Band-Aid off? I mean, they're in the entertainment business, man. They're trying to sell tickets and Sky Suites and all those things. That's their job. So whether they believe it or don't believe it, I, I just think if, if I had to pick a team, it's the one that they got the coordinator from. They think they might be this year's Seattle Seahawks. And what I mean by that is Russell Wilson goes to Denver. Everybody goes, oh, Seattle's done, right? Seattle's right. toast. They don't have their quarterback. What do they got? Drew Locke and... Geno Smith, okay? Well, turns out Geno Smith won nine games and got into the postseason. Did they win the division? No. They got beat by San Francisco in the first round. But it was a pretty good year, you know? You were a contender. You were you were a good product on the field. I think that's the upside that this team would have. And 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 I wanted to and what I wanted to ask you about, and you saw this sort of happen with the Lightning. You remember when they won, you were covering them in two thousand four, right? Right. And then there came a time where they of course the next year was the strike season, which killed them. And they lost, lost what, Javi Bullen and some other. But mm-hmm. there's this period there where you're a champion and then you're not. But you have enough guys around that you think you can make one more run, sort of. Right. So that's a weird place to be. You've seen teams on decline like this. And I don't know how, you know, 
at some point, you just got to commit to rebuilding. But there's no in pro sports anymore. Does anybody re- really rebuild? No, not anymore. The way free agency works, and you can get good overnight. But here's the thing, Rick. This is where I think it's it's critical for the GM to really be confident in what he or she is doing. You know, mm-hmm. and so when I look at the Tampa Bay, I Rick, you covered a lot of bad football teams. I yes. covered a lot of bad hockey teams. We did. I never knew a coach or a player who didn't honestly go into a game thinking they couldn't win that Sunday. That's they, true. Even That's even the old, you know, Richard Williamson days or yeah. even yeah, the yeah. Greg yeah. Schiano days mm-hmm. when it was things were at their very worst. They honestly believed when they ran out of that field on Sunday afternoon like they hey, thought they win. had a chance. We can win this game, yeah. you know? And if we win this game and then we have an off week next week, then we can get, you know, they all play these scenarios in their mind. And that's what you want from coaches and players, the belief that they're going to go out and win. They have to, right? I mean, right. Todd, I'm telling you right now, Todd Bowles, Baker Mayfield, everybody honestly believes they can put together a team that can get in the playoffs this year. I believe that's true. I think and they I, do believe that. And I think every team in the league thinks that. And mm-hmm. I, and that's the way players think. That's the way coaches think. GMs, I don't think should should think that way. I think they need to think about the long-term health. I agree. And, I, and I'm telling you right now, Jason Light, you would think has built up enough credit Yeah. after doing what he's done over the past, however long he's been here, particularly yeah. over the last Three five years. Three straight playoff runs, yeah. a Super Bowl, yeah. That that he has a little bit of uh, you know equity now where you could say, all right, if you want to tear this thing down and build it back, we're going to give you – we're going to give you the time to do that because you've proven you know how to do this. Right. So, but I don't know. I don't know where Jason Light's head is at, and I don't know if you know, but somebody in that organization. I wonder if there's anybody, and maybe they, maybe there's nobody. There's got to be somebody in that organization that says, "Okay, look, we're we're a lot further away than we used to be at winning a championship. I'm not sure we have the pieces here now, and I don't know how we get there. But if we to get there, we may have to take a step back. But well, I don't know. It, I don't know if that's how people think, even this, even executives. I, I think the, in today's landscape of pro sports, you know, if I'm Todd Bowles, I have to win, and winning means I probably need to win a division. And you know, he won one with eight wins last year. They kind of like didn't try to win the game against Atlanta because they pulled their starters and they ended up eight and nine. And then they got hammered by Dallas at home, and everybody looked at that and go, "What a terrible season! Another losing season." Losing record for Todd Bowles, that's five five out of six years or whatever, you know, because he had one winning season in New York. I mean, that's sort of the linkage, you know, like you get branded that. And so even though he only he won a division title, which has only been like seven in franchise history, um, he has to win. So, you know, there's coaches. I mean, you forget that like these guys, are their livelihoods are on the line. Maybe not Jason Light, maybe not John Spitek in the front office, but the coaches have to convince players we have a chance here. And I do think they have a chance in this division for this year. But you're right. Baker Mayfield will have to be great. Um, and maybe in this offense with this, these weapons around them, if they can stay healthy. But Mike Evans is in his 10th year. And Chris Godwin is pretty beat up into his 7th year. And they really don't have a third receiver. And we don't know where Rashad White is. And they're just shuffling the deck on the offensive line. They're moving their all-pro tackle to left tackle. And, you know, their, their left guard that was terrible to right tackle. And, and – you know, can Ryan Jensen play with no knee ligaments? Like all those things are big question marks and not small ones. And so, I I don't know. I mean, some some people that you know rank these teams had them as low as thirty first. I think that's a little low in the NFL. If it if they do go that way, they're going to end up with one hell of a quarterback next year. <laughs> which might gonna, not be a bad thing. Look, I look at which might not you know, right. I look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we t- you know we 
Yeah. Right. Mike, you know, Mike Tomlin, you know, he's never had a losing record, Rick. Yeah, like that, you that. hear that all the time. But you also know, I, yeah, when's the last time you won a playoff game? Mm. I mean, you don't want to become the Pittsburgh Steelers where you're yeah. basically nine and seven every year, barely right. being 500. Right. And, and not and not really being serious contenders, but not being horrible either. You know, I don't yeah. know. Maybe people look at it and say oh, that is success. They make the playoffs every now and then. You know, but I don't know. Is it, do you want to be a team that makes the playoffs and gets wiped out in the first round by, you know, losing losing on wild card weekend, losing thirty five to ten? Like that's no. not fun either. And I and maybe maybe teams feel like well we can do both. We can try to th- you you use the perfect phrase thread the, the needle. needle. Yeah, where that's what they're doing. Okay, let's try to go out there and compete. Maybe we can surprise some people, get in the tournament. Anything can yeah. happen. Blah blah blah. And then also at the same time rebuild. But you're not. And I don't. I'm not talking about tanking. But you're mm-hmm. not going to get. If you're perpetually eight, eight, and one, you know, eight, nine, nine, and eight, and end up with the fifteenth pick every year, right? I mean, you're not. Where are you going? Well, it, it's all about the quarterback in the NFL, anyway. And 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 until they solve that, and 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 maybe Baker can have a you know a, a second or a third sort of rising uh, to his career. I don't think he's the worst quarterback by far in the NFL. I think he has pedigree. I think he's with a horrible organization in Cleveland that. Had five head coaches and about six coordinators, and and I think he hurt himself in Cleveland too by trying to play through an injury. Through injury, and I think yeah. he thought that was the right thing to do, and it was admirable, right? That he showed the courage to go out there and play hurt like he was, but it right. ultimately did him no good, and it did the organization no good. No, I agree. And then they got him a guy like Odell Beckham, which is throwing me the ball guy, and you know, and and around and around we go. I mean, you know how this season goes. I think we'll probably see both quarterbacks one way or the other, whether it's through performance or injury. I think that me and you have covered this this a thousand times. In fact, the last time we covered it, it was Ryan Fitzpatrick who started the year because Jameis was suspended, and he got off to a great start and then didn't, and then it was Jameis and eh, not so good, and then back to Ryan and then, okay, let's see what we got in Jameis. Like that's sort of the way you go when you don't have an established guy, and and in fact, doesn't sound like they're going to name the guy until after the final preseason game, which I, you know, again not. I get why you're not just going to, you know, declare Baker Mayfield like your starting quarterback tomorrow, but maybe the day after, you know, like <laughs> at some point you're going to have to do that. But yeah, so, and, and still, like, and I've always said this: some of the best years we've covered teams, the best writing, sometimes are years where you don't win. You know, there's great stories, and there's always lots of fan interest, regardless, and you just kind of see how it goes. But I know fans get frustrated, but I think if fans know what you're trying to do and that doesn't mm. mean like i mean obviously like yeah no you're, that's a good point yeah. 76ers went through the process or whatever right right I, you know i i get it like you can't ask them to have that kind of patience or houston astros or whatever yeah but i i think if you said look like if they came out and said at some point like we're going to play kyle trask because we're going to see what we have for the future we know we can't compete right now for a championship mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but we're going to try some things i think the fan base might be a little more lenient than particularly again because you've built up some some goodwill here over the past three years with a team that's been a talk of the league and a team that won a championship. And, and, and they've shown in the past that when, when they have had a chance to go for it, they've gone for it and it, and it, and it worked out, but it also means that you, the, well, like you, I remember you saying this years ago, Rick, even after Brady's, I think second year here, you said, look, they're the bills going to come oh, <laughs> some yeah. point on this. Oh yeah. It did, and 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 the thing about Trask, and, and I like the guy, and I and I think he has worked hard, and I think he's improved his body and done a lot of things. I don't know you could hurt a quarterback worse, Tom, than to have a guy here for two years drilling down on one offense, okay? Right. Every day, 
trying to get trying to get it, trying to get it, trying to hone it in. Got Tom Brady teaching him how to do it, all that stuff. And then when he gets his chance, you throw a whole nother offense at him. Mm-hmm. And and one that's not really pocket passer friendly. In other words, you got movement on every play. Now Kyle can move a little bit. He's not Baker Mayfield. Um, doesn't need to be. But like and then you give him new coaches, right? Not only a new offensive coordinator, a new quarterbacks coach. Uh, eh, I don't know. I don't know what he can do. And, and if you had a conviction, you've had a guy in the gym for two years, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't your job to know what you have? And I know I, I appreciate the fact that he hadn't played and hadn't had been out there, as they say, with Mike and Chris and those guys, right? But wouldn't you know? Would you kind of know after two years what you have? I would, if you have people who know what they're doing, you would like to think. And if you could, did know, look at if, a guy if you looked that. at him and said, no, he, that was the plan. He sits behind Tom, and then when Tom leaves, he's our guy, right? Why is Baker here? Right. They didn't do that. Now, if they had done what you said and said, here's our plan. We're going to go through it. We're gonna, we're, we, we believe in Kyle. He's our guy. That's why he's been here for two years. He's ready. We're going to put it in. It won't be great at first. He's going to go through some growing pains, but we believe in this is our guy. That's not what they've said. Do you think, Rick, if they if they were in a division, say, like you mentioned a division a couple of times, and I think you're exactly right. It's I mean, bad. you look at yeah. Atlanta, New Orleans, Carolina. I mean, it's winnable still. Even sure, absolutely. If they were in a division, let's say they were in with the NFC AFC, West, the AFC West, or the AFC know? West. Yeah, that'd be good. AFC West with, yeah. with Kansas yeah, City, Kansas and, City, and Chargers, and the and Chargers, and all that. And or if they were in a even if they were in, well, what's the best? Like, well, I mean, everybody in the NFC, it's open. AFC it's like, East is pretty good. AFC, um, yeah. So if let's just say, let but let's just say they were in with a team that was a Super Bowl favorite, a team that their over under this year on victories was like thirteen. Yeah. Do you think at that point they would they would have a different attitude going into the year than they do? <clears throat> I absolutely do. It's a great point because I I do and I see what they see. They're not they're not completely ready to just say we're not relevant. Okay, they've had three years of the most relevance you can have with the greatest quarterback of all time. That's that's hard to give up. That's a drug, you know. Like when those guys went to the stadium every day, they weren't the guys that say we got a chance to win. They were like, no, we're going to win. Like, that's a totally different feeling than this franchise has ever had. So you go from that to, are we ready to, are we really ready to, to just go back and say, well, we're rebuilding or we're, no, you can't. And, and Todd Bowles can't do that. So I do think that the division has a lot to do with it. They look at it and say, all right, so the Saints got Derek Carr. Well, did Derek Carr win anything in Oakland or with the Las Vegas Raiders? You know, no, or, I, really, I mean, no. so he's the best quarterback pedigree-wise in the division, but does that mean we can't beat them? Hell, they didn't beat them the year they went to the Super Bowl. They lost to them twice. In fact, they had lost six in a row. Um, but they still got them in the playoffs. And then you go Carolina, well, they got a rookie quarterback. I think he's really good, by the way. But is he ready to win right now, the division, his first year? And then and then Atlanta has Desmond Ritter. Like, why are you throwing up the white flag? You know what I mean? I think – I think the division has an awful lot to do with this and the fact that you've still got a number of good players on this team that have won Super Bowls or a Super Bowl and have been to playoff games and have played really good football. So, you know, they're kind of they're a little stuck in the middle, but we'll see if they're they can stuck in, I just I, I always get nervous at that. Um 
when when your goal is playoffs and anything can happen, the NFL seems like the one sport. It's like, <laughs> no, nah, not anything can happen. There's really five teams. You know this, Tom, every year that there's only yeah. like four to five teams that have any chance of winning a Super Bowl. I mean, they, want, I bet uh, me and you could name them right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Ready? Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, Kansas I'll City. go. <laughs> uh, Kansas City, number one by a, a landslide. Oh, by right. the way, if Patrick Mahomes wins his third Super Bowl, mm, uh, yeah. Buffalo because Buffalo. they have Josh Allen. Cincinnati because they have you know a, gr- a great quarterback there. Uh, I'll even throw in if you want just for giggles the Jets because Aaron Rodgers is there. Maybe he maybe he does right. what Brady does. Uh, Miami if Tua stays healthy. Yeah, it's kind of good. Know, Philly, San, Philly for sure. Philly. That's a great one. And really, the NFC is not. It's wide open, right? It's Philly, San Francisco if they can find a quarterback, right. And I'm done, right? Like yeah. I, I don't even know that there's anybody in the and NFC maybe that's North. that's what the thing that keeps the, you know Bucks fans excited. But I just, right. it's not like hockey. Like you're not going to see a Florida Panthers in football. No, it just doesn't I mean, happen. Literally, you know? we just named two Super Bowl teams from this year. We've right. already named them. Yeah, one of those. Te- yeah, yeah. One of the teams name- we just called out. There'll be one from the NFC and one from the AFC in the Super Bowl this year. Right. And Sean right. Payton has said that for years. There's really four to five teams total that have right. a shot. Yeah, it's not again. Like I said, it's you won't see a Florida Panthers or a Miami Heat. No, that just doesn't. No, it just doesn't seem to happen in football. No, you know? not so. a chance. Hey, this was great, man. It's great having you these last couple of days. Really appreciate it. We Thanks. can uh, read you on uh, Pointer dot org. Nothing to write about in a political season. Oh, the it was coverage nice. of it was nice being out of uh, last. Week. <laughs> you didn't miss anything, by the way. Didn't have to word. Didn't Another have to indictment. Spell the word indictment. <laughs> There's guys, a C in that. I always guys, forget the C. Guys getting arrested everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> on this side and that side, jeez. Yeah, no, it's it's a crazy political season. Here we go. So check him out. Tom Jones, his newsletter every day on pointer.org. Thanks, Tommy. Always great to catch up with you, buddy. Thanks, Rick. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, the Rays continue their series against the Kansas City Royals. See if they can beat up on them a little bit. And we will be back on Monday to talk uh, about all sports uh, in the area on Sports Day Tampa Bay. Thanks for listening. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great weekend, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.